Do you want to grow? Well, I'm assuming if you're here, of course you want to grow. Most people will say they want to grow. Who doesn't want to grow? Such a simple question. And yet actions speak louder than your words. What does your actions say about your desire to grow? Can you be honest with yourself in this moment? Are you doing the necessary critical actions in order for you to grow? Are the odds in your favor to scale or fail? Many times in startups and just businesses in general, we can typically like really get into this mode. We just are desensitized to the reality to a point we'll create our own reality and not deal with the hard truths. So what are the hard truths, Troy? The hard truth is only 10% of startups are successful. But if you're a startup, you probably already know that. How much time should you spend prospecting? How do you navigate generating sales at a very robust startup? What are some essential strategies to grow through a recession? Outbound Squad, formerly Blissful Prospecting, hosted by Jason Bay, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, dives in with leading sales experts and top performing reps to share actionable tips and strategies to help you land more meetings with your ideal clients. If you're a listener of I Digress, you already know how important it is not only to articulate your messaging, your branding, but also be able to sell. There's an art, a science, and a strategy to it, and Outbound Squad will help you do it. Listen to Outbound Squad wherever you get your podcasts. Only 80% of startups survive after year one. How does that make you feel? I'm big on emotional intelligence because based on how you feel and how you perceive yourself, how you position your mind, your business, despite this data saying you're going to fail potentially, all depends on that. And if we're thinking about how to build a growth engine, how to scale, how to really penetrate the market and own the market, it all comes down to your mind. And that's being truthful with yourself. So even though only 10% of startups are successful, you're playing with house money, baby. So you might as well do it. If you're telling me that I have a high chance of failure anyway, just walking in the door, that means everyone's unequal. So therefore, why don't I just put in the work, put in the effort and make this happen? I believe in truth trajectory. Troy, what is truth trajectory? Basically, you can only go as far as you're honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself about your situation, about your business, about your marketplace, about your opportunities, about your strengths, your weaknesses, your competition and everything else, how in the world do you expect to scale? Be truthful, no cap, with your trajectory. Be truthful with your business and yourself in this moment. You can't grow if you don't believe. You, know, you think about what was in Michael's secret stuff. It was belief. It was believing in yourself. You have to believe in yourself to make things happen. And therefore, belief powers the engine. With your emotional intelligence and your belief, if you don't have those things in alignment, you can't grow. You can't lead. You can't hire effectively, create efficient culture, and you can't drive the funds, drive the investors, drive the community to get your business, to get your startup to where you want it to be. Did you know that specific call to action buttons increase click-through rates by 28% versus standard call to action buttons? Troy, what are you talking about? You get the usual sign up button, free trial button, 
download now, the list goes on and on, right? Now, imagine if you just add a few more words and you'll see your click-through rates go through the roof. Instead of saying, sign up, free trial, how about instead say, start 30-day free trial? Again, specific call to action buttons increase click-through rates by 28%. Can you afford not having people opening up your emails and clicking on your buttons, whether it's on your email, on your landing page, in your business? I don't think so. 92% of unsubscribers are from people who have not clicked or opened one of your emails in the last six months. Stop letting unsubscribers dictate your sending frequency. Now, those are just two examples of what you will learn at the Guru Conference, the world's largest virtual email marketing conference run by Jay Swedelson, founder of SubjectLine.com, and of course, Guru Events. You'll have keynote speakers like Damon John and Hadley and a plethora of other skilled email marketing professionals and business people ready to help you take your email marketing to the next level. November 2nd, November 3rd, 100% free. Click on the link in the show notes and I'll see you there. So why do you need a growth engine? Growth is where the business reaches the point for expansion. An engine is a machine used to change the energy into movement. So consistent movement creates opportunity. And so your growth engine may consist of a sales engine, a content engine, a marketing engine, but those are just some. There could be a plethora of other sub-engines within your growth engine to get you to where you mean to be. But the key focus is to focus on building systems to keep conversations and content flowing in order for connections and conversions to occur. So automation plus activation equals accumulation. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress Audio Experience with Joy Sandy. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. Are you convicted in your MVP, your minimal viable product? Do you believe there is demand for the solution for your ICP, your ideal customer or client profile? Do you believe in that? And now you're convicted of it because many times I talk with startups, we talk in these different groups all the time, and they focus on the competition and their MVP and driving it up. But sometimes they're not convicted in it. They don't fully believe in it. And I do believe there's a certain way that you have to manifest your belongingness, your position in your ideal marketplace with your particular product or service or deliverable in order for you to be successful in that. And so how do we align ourselves to answer these two questions. And also how do we position ourselves to create that growth engine customizable for us? The Clover framework. And it's about clarity, leverage, optimization, vision and value, execution and results. What we've already talked about was really about the clarity of things. Okay, we know that the odds are against us. We're playing with house money. They say we're gonna fail. I'm desensitizing myself to that because I wanna be in the 10% that succeed. On top of all that, I want to make sure that I'm growing and scaling. I want to have the right mindset. I want to have the right team. I want to have the right culture. All that comes down to clarity, right? And then the next thing on top of all that is you want to leverage. You want to leverage your time. You want to leverage all the different things around you. Optimization, vision, value. And, you know, vision and value is so important, particularly with startups compared to other businesses, especially when you're starting on your early stage, is because you're literally selling a vision that hasn't come to fruition yet to your investors, to founders, to a community, to a team. Maybe they're coming in with equity. You're literally creating this vision and hoping that the vision is enough to create enough value, to create enough demand for them to be on board so you can leverage to execute and get the results that you want. Again, I want to go a little 
little bit deeper into the Clover framework, you know, be clear about your goals and your why. And also would add, be clear about your MVP, be clear about your marketplace, be clear about where you want to go and where you don't want to go. Obviously, leverage your time and resources wisely. Never stop optimizing for anybody. I don't care if you're really scaling, never stop optimizing. Manifest your vision in exchange for value. We're doing this dance, whether you're with your investors, whether you're with your board, whether you're with your funders, whether you're with your team, there's a dance of value. And sometimes we have to make sure we're receiving enough value back as we're giving, because if we give out too much as people who lead startups or are part of a startup, the burnout rate is astronomical. So you must make sure that you're in alignment, that you're getting the value to fill up your well to go along with your execution for everything. The name of the game is results. No excuse, just produce. We can get so caught up in the ideology of what we're building, but we don't align that and measure that with our results. Ask yourself, is your current KPIs or OKRs practical? Are they in alignment with justifying your progress? We don't want to be in a situation where we're on a hamster wheel and we're not moving effectively down the road. That really comes down to making sure that you're getting the results that you need. And once you get them, we're on to the next thing. Celebrate, do what you need to do, reset, go get it again. I speak in simple terms. I'm a simple guy. I don't know every acronym. I don't know all the jargon. I don't have every connection, but I do know is that when you keep things as simple as possible and can speak on what you know, produce on what you know, people can resonate with it, they can align with it, and they'll buy it. Because when things are as simple as state in the mind, people have less friction, therefore they can make quicker decisions. The quickest route to success is a straight line. A straight line is simple. So we need to embrace the power of simplicity. The quicker the decision, the quicker the buy, the quicker the sell, the quicker the output. And all that comes down to being simple. And most startups are not embracing simplicity enough. You use this software, you do all these different things, you pay for ads, and you just dump money into it. 50K, 100K, million dollars a year, whatever the ratio equivalency where you are in your startup or your business is. But is it moving the needle or are you just staying busy to stay busy? I'd rather be productive instead of being busy. And to avoid the high of always being busy but never getting anywhere is keeping things as simple as possible. Customer success isn't just about thinking how your customers can win right now. It's thinking about what will always help them win. Helping your customers win starts with tools that can weather any storm that comes your way. Tools that help you have meaningful conversations with your customers at scale. That help your business grow with customizable apps you actually use that can keep your data secure and connected so you always have a full 360 degree picture. HubSpot is an all-in-one CRM platform that is impossible to outgrow and ridiculously easy to use, meaning you never have to worry about it slowing you down. That's because HubSpot is purpose-built for real businesses. Businesses that test, businesses that learn, businesses that pivot, businesses that push and do it all again next quarter and next year and beyond. With customizable hubs and tools that can add or subtract as you grow. 
HubSpot is ready to help you and your customers win always. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. What many startups focus on, go to market as quickly as possible. They want to jump to scaling. They may be too lean to a fault, and obviously they just want to sell. Well, most startups should focus on testing their go-to market strategy, making sure they can sustain a high quality output, scaling that output for they can scale their growth, then stabilize that, then simplify it, becoming more lean. And then if if your output is to sell, then sell. Focus on sustainability first, then scale second. You understand that the relevancy of time for a startup is completely different than a lot of other situations. Yeah, I get it. You want to grow and you want to take the metrics and have the report that says your value is at this point now and at these things. But if you can't make sure that what your operations and what you're doing has a capacity to output at that level genuinely beyond just what's on the paper or what someone has evaluated you as, that means your foundation is probably built on toothpicks versus being built on cement. If we go a step back, if you're trying to move as quickly as possible, you're going to cut corners. Now, I'm all about being lean and doing as much as you can. If you're bootstrapping or you're Series A or whatever thing you're on with funding, I understand you have to make decisions and cut corners in certain regards or cut costs in certain regard, or wait till you get another series of funding or demand or sales to make your moves, whatever phase you're in. However, don't fall into the trap where you're just trying to scale now, 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 and you don't have a foundation to stand on. And that's why it's very critical that you test your go-to market strategy and you can have a sustainable output from that. Then scale. So again, sustainability first, Scale second. Nothing I want to talk about. This is very critical. The four currencies for you to be successful as a startup is time, money, knowledge, and skill. We battle with these four things all the time. And when you're entering into the startup world, you have maybe one or a few of these things, but you probably don't have all of these things in abundance or where you want it to go. You maybe have enough time, but you don't have enough money. So you're probably bootstrapping or you're waiting for your next series round funding. Maybe you have the skill, but you don't have the full knowledge of all the things involved to make your startup successful. Or maybe you have the knowledge, but you don't have the time because you're working a full-time job while you're trying to develop and scale your startup. Obviously, we can have all four unlimited powers we would. It's like the 99 on NBA 2K. We want 99 stat in all four, but that's not reality. That doesn't mean you still can't tap into all four currencies to position your startup for success. If you have money, you can hire other individuals, whether it's freelancer contractors or bring people on to take some of your load off to free up more time for you to spend time elsewhere. If you have money, again, you can pay for more knowledge to get the education, to get the understanding, to get the connections, to get the mentors or the coaches necessary to give you the direction for you to do that or to even improve your skill, vice versa. If you don't have the money, but you have the time, I convert my time as a barter for skill and then that skill for knowledge. But it's very critical in this moment to really process and ask yourself, for you to take on something, if you're a few or one of many, how are you implementing your time? Is it worth your time? Is it worth spending your money? And you, maybe you can do it. It may not be expedient for you to do it because your time could be spent elsewhere. Or if you're going to double down and do that, do you have the sincere skill to make it successful? Maybe you brought it to a certain point and now things have changed. You have to measure yourself against these currencies and make sure that it's an alignment for you to be at your most optimal state. Something people always want to talk about and project, hypergrowth, which is the rapid expansion where your compound annual growth rate is at least 40% or higher above what you even projected for the year. 
everybody wants to achieve hyper growth. Everybody wants to expand and do what they need to do. Of course, who wouldn't? To get to hyper growth, obviously, managing your foreign currencies, focus on sustainability, and then scaling, all that comes into play in this critical moment. But to go a little bit further, there's six phases to hyper growth, in my personal opinion. Investigation, initiation, integration, implementation, innovation, and introspection. I want to investigate the market. If I don't understand my marketplace, if I don't understand the competition, if I don't understand the lay of the land, how can I make moves? How can I make calculated decisions? I want to initiate my thoughts, test things out, see what's going on. Let me just try things out in the market. Let me see what's happening. Then after that, you want to integrate, integrate yourself in there, integrate your product, your service, integrate the methodology, the culture with your team, then implement, take action. From that, we innovate. And everyone wants to throw around the word innovate. And I get it. You know, it's a common word. It might be overly used, but it still has its place in everything. And that requires you to have introspection. Is it as you're growing or failing or ups and downs? All the, You have to understand mental and emotional state. What's the state of my team? What's the state of my customer? Introspection, because that's going to be that reset to then reinvestigate and start the phase, the process all over again. Now, <laughs> we all want a few things. We want funding. We want customers, we want demand, we want growth, we want authority, we want press, we want revenue, we want ROI, and we want a little bit of RESPCT, respect. We all want all of these things, and we all can get all of these things. But how do we do it, though? How do we do it? How do we make perception of our product reality? How do we attract and convert our ideal customer or client profile? How do we drive demand? No, how do we own demand, right? And how do we increase conversions? We think back to the growth engine. It's all about the system to drive content and conversations to get those conversions so you can get the money and the growth and success that you want. How do we do all these things? Again, I'm all about simplicity. It's not rocket science. What I'm saying is nothing you don't know, but in many cases, you're not implementing accordingly because there's just too much noise in the room. So let's just take the noise out of the room and focus on what we can do. And that's being direct, be authentic, be resourceful, and being tactical, whether you're trying to get funding, whether you're trying to get customers, whether you're trying to get board members, whether you're trying to get mentorship and coaching, customers, clients, it still requires you to have these four things activated and in play. Being direct, be authentic, be resourceful, and being tactical. If perception is reality and reality is truth, and you want to own that truth and make truth manifestation what you want, people respect people who can communicate very direct. And sometimes that's understanding your weaknesses. I have a tendency that in many cases, I want to overload information. And so that, no, that's my tendency. Simplify it. Say less. Pause and wait. If you don't say as much or you're timid with your voice, tap into a different personality to make sure you want to be who you can be to make this happen. In either case, I need to tap into that place, applying Clover and now implementing Dart to be direct in my communication, to ask the challenge, to tell to entertain. And I think people sleep on that component of challenge. If you're breaking into a marketplace, if you're new, if you're not established, or you're comparing yourself to your next competitor, you're trying to get that hyper growth status, that next level status for your next series of funding, whatever the goals and the phase might be, you really need to make sure you're at a place where you're comfortable with making challenges. I want to own my spot. I want to keep my spot and I want to grow my spot. So I want to challenge. That's being, being simple, being clear, being relevant, and also being clever. It's time to take control of your social media marketing. Stay organized, save time, and easily manage your social media with Agora Pulse's inbox, publishing, reporting, monitoring, and team 
collaboration tools. Did you know that over 31,000 social media managers use Agora Pulse daily? It's a one easy to use solution loaded with powerful features. Everything you need to dominate the day with social media. Fortified with the industry's number one rated customer support. I even offer exclusively for listeners of my podcast a two-month free trial of Agora Pulse. Click on the links in my show notes. Sometimes the way to get that next $10 million is simply asking for it. Okay, yeah, duh. But sometimes we can get so lost in all these noise, all these slide decks and everything else that we just don't get right to the point. Be transparent, honest, and upfront. Being authentic in your message. I don't want to hide too much behind the reporting or the speculation of what is. Be resourceful. I don't know any startup, if they really are growing, if they're not resourceful. And kudos to you for doing this because you have to be resourceful. It is absolutely critical for you to be resourceful. And it's not just managing your cash flow and watching your margins. It's also making sure you're doing what you need to do to scale and grow abundantly. And lastly, being tactical in your execution. As we're talking about the growth engine, activate strategies, build systems, develop tactics to do what you need to do. To create opportunities, you need conviction, commitment, consistency, and confidence. Forces that you need to really make this happen. And if you notice, as we come along this way, when we talked about belief and this in the engine, and we talked about Clover, clarity, leverage, optimization, vision, and value, execution, and results, and we talked about Dart and everything else, that still leads into that can be in the conviction in your MVP, convicted in your business, convicted in yourself and your team, being committed and consistent in your reaching out to investors, reaching out to really building that customer, building that brand authority, building that positioning and presence. And being confident enough that when things are rocky, you still can do what you need to do. These four things at its core are going to be the differentiator between the startups that succeed that you see a year from now and the ones that are going to shut down in the next three to six months. If your funding dries up, do you have secondary resources you can turn to? If someone beats you to market, how can you plan to be better? And if your MVP isn't working, what can you pull from it to pivot to another direction? Yeah, Troy, you said we're playing with house money. You know, I'm convicted. I'm committed. I'm consistent. I'm confident. You know, let's go. I'm going to be direct and be authentic, resourceful, and tactical. All these things is great. Building a growth engine is great. Penetration in the market, doing what you do best, awesome. But what if it takes a sidestep? Are you still going to be as committed, as convicted, as consistent, and as confident to adjust and adapt, always do all possible things accordingly to make it happen? We got to attack these tough questions. We got to know how we're going to make these moves accordingly. You hear all the time now, disrupting the market, right? Let's disrupt the market. Let's make the change. Let's make the difference. Well, we need to rethink the way we are entering and doing and selling if we want to disrupt the market. Now, some things outside of our control will automatically disrupt the market. What has? COVID. Nevertheless, to disrupt requires three things. I obviously want to launch because you can't do anything without launching anything. And then the thing that we sometimes don't do active listen. We don't do enough active listening on what everybody is saying. Get out of your own way and do that introspection to see where we are, analyze and adjust accordingly. But we need to listen and apply and be real with ourselves about that. Because if we're not listening to what the pain points are, we're not listening to what's happening here and there, how can we just make the calculated decisions accordingly in order for it to be a genuine disruptor in what we're doing? And then lastly, learn from it. We can learn from our competitors. We can learn from our own mistakes. I'm a believer, and this is just me, that I can observe without experience and grow accordingly. 
I don't have to experience every single failure, every single thing people say you shouldn't do as a startup. I can observe what other people are doing in my particular marketplace, my city, my location, whatever. And from that, adjust accordingly. So launch, listen, and learn to disrupt the market. Now that we've established that and we're talking about disrupting the market, this four E is to disruption. Engagement, exclusivity, experience, and emotion. Everybody makes decisions based off emotion, whether by how you've made them feel or how they feel about receiving that product or that service to solve a pain point or to create a joy point. I always have to say, are you the Tylenol or are you the chocolate cake? Now, sometimes if you're trying to solve pain, I'm that Tylenol. If you need joy, I'm that chocolate cake. And so it's understanding position yourself accordingly to create that experience. And most times that experience is through exclusivity and that exclusivity is sparked through engagement to make that emotion happen. And all from those four E's, you make that disruption to own your piece of the pie in the market. Because everything that you're doing is requiring you to engage. And for you to be chosen, you have to provide something very exclusive that differentiates you from somebody else. And from that, you're creating that experience. Experience leads to relationships. Relationships are built off emotion. Emotion is derived by trust. So if I trust you and we have that emotional connection, because now we have this established relationship from a positive experience that you exclusively gave to me based on our engagement, you are therefore a disruptor to this individual. And that individual can now be a buyer, an advocate, an elevator, I like to say the, the levels of bay to help you grow and be successful. And the last thing is my leads generated blueprint. These five things as a business, you have to do. Incorporating with everything else that we talked about, really establishing that growth engine, attract your ICP to drive the value up for your MVP. And that's just to leverage language to launch. Are you speaking the right language? And in fact, remember what I said about active listening to be a disruptor, you must leverage language to launch. If you're not speaking the right language to someone, how do you expect to attract them? How do you expect them to buy from you? How is it going to be advantageous for you to go back for you? The next thing is to educate and entertain to enchant. It's not enough to speak endless words of all the things that your startup does if you're not entertaining them on what it, the possibilities are and what it can be to get win their heart. Attract and amplify to activate. Are you a magnet or are you the bullhorn? In certain phases of your startup, you're going to be the magnet. In other phases, you're going to be the bullhorn. You can attribute that to outbound and inbound. Everyone wants to be, you know, I don't want to go do cold calling and I don't want all these different things, but there's seasons where you have to be the bullhorn. There's seasons where you have to be the magnet. And I believe in most cases, you can always be both. And that's always to activate your ICP, to activate opportunities for press, to activate effective marketing, and to activate your growth. The last two, dream big and distinguish yourself to drive and share frequently support often to shine. I said it before that there's enough room for all of us in the sky to fly. And yes, I know only 10% of us may make it, but we don't make it by ourselves. We make it through a collective group of support group and community to do so. And if you're not dreaming big enough and distinguish yourself enough, how do you expect to drive that disruption for you to be successful? Think of these things. Leveraging language to launch, educate and change your chant, attract and amplify to activate, dream big students yourself to drive, and share frequently support often to shine in order for you to position yourself through your growth engine, applying Clover, applying Dart, applying your four years, engagement, exclusivity, experience, and emotion to be the disruptor, to create the growth for your startup business to succeed. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. 
Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Hey!